fanatics this is the latest entry in the diary of doom i'm your cypher dylan and join me as we look back on the rich history of doom metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers every week we will have a different guest to spin their yarn you can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com follow us on instagram like us on facebook follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com and subscribe and listen to the podcast on apple Podcasts and spotify and whatever other sketchy podcasts websites or what have you, you can download and stream them from. And if you have a question or want to pitch me something, uh, you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom1968 at gmail.com. And returning from fucking episode two that doesn't even have like an intro is Claudio Crespo, who runs Ode to Doom. Uh, Claudia previously lived in New York. Uh, she's moved out to the West Coast since then. And I thought it would be fun to catch up with her because uh obviously ode to doom was not happening because of the pandemic um but recently announced that it is on its way back which is very exciting i mean there's obviously been a lot of other shows um being announced and whatnot but this one is kind of this one's very close to home so it's it's great to see you again thank you nice to see you too and here um, you and... <laughs> yeah i know i know we already like did that so <laughs> uh-huh, yeah um and you know it's funny i actually went back and listened to the episode that we recorded i was like oh wow it's really short it's like 28 minutes but i remembered it was like 12 o'clock in the morning like in the basement of uh arlene's grocery after ode to doom and it was like this after raging Ode's dance set going on upstairs and like people kept walking in on like the room <laughs> And it it was really funny because I was just like, God damn, I sound so nervous. Like, I'm like, got to be a journalist, got to be a journalist. <laughs> well, it was actually, it was, yeah, it was right after Ode to Doom. And um, I also, you know, I, I know I, it was my job too. So I, I went from Ode to Doom to setting up code checks. So you were like, can we squeeze this interview? And I was going through like a ton of adrenaline from from Ode to Doom. Plus, you know, uh, like I said, like I stated before, I get nervous doing these kinds of interviews, you know. So I was like, okay, but I was also like setting up co checks, and then like my coworkers were coming in and getting like cups and glasses and towels and shit like that for the bar. And uh, and then people were checking their coats, and here we were just like trying to do like fit in a couple of questions and yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was interesting for sure. I can't listen to myself, you know, when I do little, you know, interviews or interviews or anything where there's playback, I'm just like, I don't like, I, I'll do it. And then it just doesn't. And then I just, it doesn't exist in my head. It's like, okay, it's like, I don't want to hear myself. Like, that's fine. I am kind of similar. I don't go back and listen to a ton of the episodes again just because it's like you know i edit them and you know i'm basically listening to it you know again just experienced it whatever um but sometimes i'll go back and i'm like wow it's really weird how i approach this um and i'm like everyone's been really really pretty nice um throughout the whole thing so it i feel a lot better and just like more comfortable i guess now at this point yeah well, somewhat been... more comfortable yeah i mean yeah you well, it feels like it, but you've, yeah, you've definitely, this is something you've been consistent with. And I think that when you put something into your craft, whatever that is, I mean, you're, you're going to get to the level of like a little bit more comfortability and things like that. Um, which is what, which is great, which is why we do what we do. I have a, see, my problem is, is that I have so many interests. I have so many things that I'm passionate about that I never master any of my crafts. You know, I just, I just, I wake up and I'm like, oh, well, I kind of want to do that, you know, or I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I just do it. I do it because I get a lot from it, but I can, I never like master one thing because I have way too many things that I try to juggle or, or try to, and that's something as an artist that I get, you know, I, I think about a lot, you know, I'm like, well, if I just focused on this one thing, maybe I can master that, but I, I don't do that because I'm kind of, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a fucking Gemini. I'm a flake. I don't know what the fuck. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just, I'm all over the place and that's, but that's, that's fine. That's just the, that's just, it works for me. That's just the way I like it. 
Yeah, it's like a little ball of ener- chaos energy. It's like kind of hard to pin down. Like, I never thought that I was going to be like doing this and be like, oh, I, I'm going to like have fun exploring Audacity, the most dinosaurish program out there. But hey, it gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And uh, oh, also the uh, intro was fucking horrible. <laughs> it was like thunder and rain and like a bad, like me just going like die of doom. Like it was very stupid. So I think uh, I do remember that. Yeah, it was very bad. I am embarrassed that that's even <laughs> the beginning of the podcast. If somebody just was like, "I'm done after hearing that," I wouldn't blame them. But no, thank you no. again, Ken from Eternal Black, for doing the killer theme music. Because it's just so much better. <laughs> well, I mean, you can go back and just like, you know, listen to it with nostalgia and be like, okay, well, that was that. And that's fine. Maybe I'll do a remastered version and just <laughs> get rid of that and drop the new stuff in and just fix them. It might be better, but <laughs> we'll see. That's that's for like, you know, down the road. But the last time we saw each other was the first and only Ode to Doom uh, in 2020 in January, which is it's insane to think that it's been a year. Uh, it's strange to think it's been six months since the beginning of the year, too. But yeah, then yeah. everything was uprooted by the pandemic. And, totally. you know, you've I've alluded to it a, a little bit, but like you were moving out west to Oregon and like we kept up a little bit here and there. And eventually yeah. you got your way out, but like that must have upended things a little bit for you. Like, yeah, like you weren't moving out there because of it was going to happen. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, fuck, now I have to deal with this. Yeah, I think the lasso to doom, I can, I think it was like sigils, sigils played and, uh, you know, yes. but um, yeah, I, yeah, it, well, and the fucking crazy thing is that I honestly, I honestly believe that I actually had COVID in February. So like I spent the whole entire month of February fucking super sick. And Ooh. yeah. And then, and then of course, then we had Ode to Doom like January and they're bi-monthly. So then the following one was going to be in March. And then I think, uh, I think like three days before Ode to Doom, like it was like the shutdown. So then, you know, or maybe the week after, but people were already like, well, how could you have this show if like, this is already like unknown thing. And, and I understood that, you know, it was unfortunate, but I, you know, I had to cancel the show. Yeah. So it was the week before, cause I had to cancel the show. I announced it. Like I was like, well, the March one is going to be canceled. And at that point I had no idea that, you know, I thought like, okay, well, like, this is something we're going to deal with. And I thought maybe two weeks, a month tops, or I had, and I thought- I think like, all of us were saying that. <laughs> yeah, and then by, I thought, I was like, okay, by January, I mean, by uh, by June, by my birthday, everything should be fine. It's going to be good. And then it wasn't. And um, I had things like, I, I was going to move in May and I had to push it back because of COVID. And, um, and I did, I ended up pushing it back till I think, the July 27th is when I, I flew out of New York, you know, but, um, that was still up in the air. Then I was like, what the fuck do I do? Do I stay in New York longer? Do I, um, do I move? Like what, what am I going to, you know, like I really was just, you know, just in a weird place. Plus I had a trip to, to France that I was going to go to. I like the ticket was bought and everything. And then I had to cancel that. And, you know, all these things that, but I mean, it was so much bigger than that. That was so much bigger than my plans or anything, you know, just, I mean, people were dying and like, it was scary and it was surreal having to wear a mask to go to the grocery store to buy flan or whatever, or a Diet Coke. <laughs> I was like, I got to go get my flan, you know, but <laughs> is that was like flan was your like COVID comfort food? Dude, I gained 30 pounds. It was all Flan's fault. Yes. <laughs> it was all Flan's fault. Damn you, Flan. It was a goddamn Flan. It was just like, oh. So, I mean. I, I cannot eat was- Flan. Flan does, <laughs> Flan does bad things to me. I it does not for me. I'm like, oh. and that was one thing when I moved to Oregon, I was like, well, now I'm like trying to get myself back to my weight, you know, but mm. so I don't eat that stuff. But like when I first moved to Oregon, um, I was like, okay, I need to find the perfect flan and there isn't here. And 
then when I got my car, cause I never, you know, I learned how to drive last year. So I drive around in Oregon. And uh, when I got, my, when I finally got my vehicle here, I was, I was just you constantly- learned to drive in New York, just, which is just pure chaos to go drive in Oregon, where presumably there's just not insane, like NASCAR <laughs> drivers on a grid. No, I got <laughs> to you know what? Rather. Fuck that. I'm going to go ahead and say this. People here in Oregon drive a lot crazier than people in New York. Like I, I, you know, of course you think New York city, like the worst of the worst of driving, but people here, they live in a small town and these motherfuckers seem like they're all peaceful and shit, but they, I think they let out their aggression out on the road because people are really fucking <laughs> aggressive here. I'm like, I, I like have a, I have to take CBD oil, like just to drive to like my local, like grocery store. Cause people here are fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, crazy and then when you get to the coast you know which is uh, amazing to drive through and it's something that i'd love to do but you're you're on these very narrow roads that are like literally winding through mountains and people i mean i don't care i'll i'm, I'm driving slow but people just they don't give a fuck they just want to speed and i'm just like oh god please just let me get to a, a, a like a, a turnout, a dugout, you know, where I could just like park and let these fuckers go. Cause I, I'm not gonna, I don't feel comfortable speeding through a fucking curve or like a sharp turn. It's, it's not my thing. What was it like getting out there, you know, like during everything? Like, was it, was it tough or, you know, like, cause the country was just in this huge state of turmoil for like a multitude of reasons. It was an easy transition because you know, you know, I moved here when I, you know, I'm, I'm next week is my birthday, but I moved here at 37, you know, at this age. And I think I was so unhappy for, for, for a long time in New York city, I was really feeling this, this desperation to get out of New York city. Um, not because there weren't, weren't things about New York city that I love. I didn't leave New York because I didn't love it. I didn't leave New York because I couldn't make it. I just, I was, I'm, I just did a different place in my life where I needed something different and I'd lived there. I moved to New York when I was 21 and, you know, I'm, I left New York at 37 and, um, it was just the last couple of years were kind of painful. Like I, I was just ready for something else. And uh, so moving here, I didn't, ha I didn't struggle with being homesick. I didn't, I didn't, it was a fairly easy transition to be here. I'm only just now starting to feel homesick for New York City. Now I'm starting to tap into that stuff. But it was, it was a very stressful, painful, it, you know, a lot of things were happening, you know, like it was COVID, it was the election, it was... It was, you know, all the stuff that was happening with George Floyd and the countless others. And it was also, I, you know, I had a friend who um, passed away last year and it like she passed away about a week before I moved here. So it was just jam packed of everything. And I think I haven't fully sat with all that was last year. I think I'm just now feeling it. And the last couple of months have been fairly difficult because I'm, I'm feeling it, you know, and, and, yeah. um, oof, a little choked up, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's just, so I don't regret my move or anything like that. Um, I definitely think that this is where I need to be, but I can already tell that this is probably not going to be my end all be all for sure. But I do see myself here for for at least five years, five, six years. I do I do see myself committing to that. Right on. I mean, it there's nothing wrong with the change of scenery and like, you know, it's not like I'm going through gonna be going through a massive change of scenery. It's just like I'm going from uh the land of a fucking attitude and pork roll to the land of attitude and everything else. Um, Let me tell you, this place is so fucking wholesome. I'm sometimes bored to tears. Like sometimes like last Saturday, I was just I was like 
because usually on the weekends I work at Orleans and I'm, you know, working in an, an environment where people are coked up and drunk and people are trying to get laid and, you know, and it's like money and all this stuff. And I come here and I'm like, it's Saturday and I'm like, okay, it's 10 o'clock. Walmart closes at 11. Let me go do something fun. So I'll go to Walmart. <laughs> I'll go to Walmart just to buy pickles. Because that's all there is because everything fucking closes at like nine and there's only like one or two things that are open past nine. And I'm just like, you know, it'd be easier if I was getting late or something. But people here are either like Trump supporters or they wear Birkenstocks. And it's like, that's not, that's not <laughs> neither of what I want. So I feel like I feel like I'm going to have to fly to New York City to like get late every once in a while because it's not going to happen here in Oregon. But it's very, it's different here. Like, you know, I luckily I found a job in my field. So I'm doing massage therapy and I'm there four days out of the week. And I also got into farming. I started like working legit at a farm and, uh, you know, and gardening and things like that. So like when I say my life is like, it's totally different from mm -hmm. loud and, and all these stimulus, like st stimuli coming at me. And now I'm just like, oh my God. And, and I, and I didn't, I didn't know anybody. I still don't know anybody except my coworkers because, you know, they're my coworkers and I go there and I'm there four days out of the week. So I, you know, my boss is, you know, she and I have a good relationship and my other coworker, she's also somebody I'm very friendly with, but I don't have any friends here. And, and so it's, it's like, I have to entertain myself. And the way I entertain myself is literally just going on road trips and taking day trips or like two days to you know the redwoods and you know listening to music and like that's basically how i cope with not having any sort of stimulation outside of like my work and um so it's very different totally different from new york city i was gonna say like i assume it would we'd be in strong agreement that music helped us get through some of the depression that we experienced in 2020 like I definitely had some days where I just needed to listen to an album and like zone out, like just get stoned and be like, I just need to like let this enter my brain so I can like not think about other things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and really for me, like music's been all over the place. And every stage that I've been, whether it's like when I was packing or, you know, like the pre before moving here or like when I first moved here, like it all changes. And so I'm and also in my car, I have, you know, like it comes with what is it like serious, serious, whatever the hell yeah. the radio <laughs> yeah, It's just so, it's so precious that you're like just so ignorant of. I've just grown up with cars being such a focus of conversation, like in my family discussion and cars, this, but up a bun, you know, I'm like, yeah, I know cars are important, but like, God damn. <laughs> so it's, know. it's, it's amazing that you're just like, what is it? Serious XM? <laughs> XM? Like, yeah. Yeah. So luckily my car came with that. So I've just kind of been exploring that whole thing, but yeah, I know when it's car related and all that stuff. I'm, I'm just like, like I was like my friends like you you do like change your gas right your I mean your oil right and I'm like what change my oil like <laughs> I'm supposed to do that you know like so yeah. I'm 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 learning also like just you know side note like I you know the place that I lived at in the Bronx I didn't have a kitchen so if it wasn't like an easy prepared meal I you know couldn't prepare anything for myself really so here I have a kitchen and I learned at 37 I learned how to properly boil an egg so I'm like there's so many <laughs> there's so many things there's so many fucking things that are basic basic things that you should already fucking know and at 37 I'm just now learning I'm learning how to cook for the first time I'm learning basic things about cars and checking air, you know, tire pressure and all this stuff. I'm all the mundane I'm, things of life, <laughs> all, the, all the things that, you know, at 16 or that you should know at 16. I'm like just now learning at 37, but I mean, and it wasn't even a thing because in New York city, you just, you know, you just fucking you just do and you go and it's not a, you know, it, 
I feel like I'm like, okay, I'm like learning to be a better adult or whatever the fuck. So that's a little fun side note. <laughs> I'm like boiled an right egg for the first time. I'm like, oh God. Huh? No, I was just laughing. I'm laughing. I boiled an egg for the first time. <laughs> yeah, no, I had my landlord. I'm like, I'm like my landlord. Uh, he lives upstairs. And I'm like, Scott, like, how do you like, how long do I like leave this in the water? Like, he's like, oh my God, you know, because uh, people that are my age here are actually like, you know, they, they know this stuff. And I'm just like, I, I'm that, don't. That Claudia girl, she just learned how to make an egg. <laughs> like I learned how to boil an egg. This is so ridiculous, but it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. We all get there eventually. <laughs> I got, I remember when I moved out, for the first time and I was like, oh, I was successfully like, and, you know, this wasn't the main reason I deleted Twitter, but it was, <laughs> I tweeted out like, oh, I successfully like made chicken, whatever. And someone was just like, Dylan. And I was like, what, what does that even mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, did I do something wrong? <laughs> Am I being canceled over this? Oh God. No, so. but it's, it's great. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's fine. I, it just took me a little bit longer to get to where, I am now, but I'm, I'm there. I'm getting there, and that's all. Obviously, with Ode to Doom being announced coming back, like, you know, because things are in a little bit of an upswing, and we're, you know, fingers crossed some of this stuff fingers is going to happen. What's it been like organizing that, like, into the new year with you now out on the West Coast? Because that was something you were going to to continue to do and didn't seem impossible. You had kind of enough of a um, a home base set up here where you could kind of take care of all the other stuff. But and then, you know, shit happens on the day of. But like, you know, I'll let yeah. you tell it. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so it was always the plan because I had been talking about. OK, so, you know, I did Ode to Doom living in New York City for three years. We did a three year anniversary and then some. Um, and I had already been talking about moving to Oregon two years, like in, you know, like after a year into Ode to Doom, it was already a plan that I was going to move out to the West Coast. And um, it was always with the plan that I was going to continue to produce and like learning to really produce a show. And I was also producing a burlesque show at the time as well. You know, you learn that a lot of the, a lot of pr producing and promoting is, done online you know booking shows booking bands uh bands sending you their music to listen to and then setting up like okay you're gonna play on on the show and things like that that's all done online like logistically that is something that i knew that i was able to still stay on to do and getting the flyers done and all that beautifulness but as far as like the day of the show um you know dave um having dave kind of Dave and I like, well, Dave approached me. He's like, do you want some help with this? And I mean, it was a no brainer. I feel like if, if anyone was going to assist me at all with Ode to Doom, it would be the person that's been to pretty much all of them. I think maybe one or two, he, he wasn't able to, to show up because he was in a different state, but otherwise he's always been to the very, even to the first one. That's where I met Dave. And um, this is Dave from uh, Made in Brooklyn. Uh, Correct. For yeah, anybody yeah. who's wondering. And he's just incredible. And he does all this amazing things. And he's in the know with all these amazing bands. But aside from just him being on it, as far as what he's what he does for this community in general, like he's just legit, just a very awesome, down to earth, kind human being. And he didn't know me at the first O to Doom. I mean, we didn't know prior. Uh, mm -hmm. of each other, and he really just kind of was, was my, open. That was my Xbox. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He was just open, like from the from the get go, and uh, and so it was just easy. And for me, when I feel at ease with somebody, it really it really matters to me because for me, I have a difficulty socializing, like. If you've, if, if any of your followers or any of, of the people that listen, like know, have been to a note to doom, 
everybody knows that you can like I was usually hiding behind the DJ booth because I love producing I love the music but the social aspect of Ode to Doom was very painful and difficult for me and very challenging and I kind of would have to force myself and then of course people want to talk to you and or play the show and and I just it was just something I had to just do it even hey, though fucking it was, losers would be like hey you want to come on my podcast diary of doom does that sound cool no, I, <laughs> no. I just <laughs> no but i mean the beautiful thing about i mean i can't i can't speak for what it's like for every other scene in different places but i want to say that specifically the new york city scene and community in the doom stoner rock sludge uh heavy psych like that community is so supportive. You know, I've I've been in, you know, in in this 37 years on this planet, I've, I've been in different subcultures, groups and people and music scenes. And it is very kind of dirty and conniving and like everyone talks shit behind everyone's back. And maybe that's going on, but I never experienced that. My experience of the community was that everybody really legit is there for each other and you know they go to each other's shows and you know they're supportive and they're sharing links and buying the merch and it it's 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 great it's lovely and i you know being part of that is something that's meaningful and whether or not i have a difficult time talking to people you know i can see that and 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 at the end of the day it's you know it's about the music and and producing Ode to Doom, it's like, well, I appreciate the hell out of what you guys are doing. So I'm doing, I want to put the show on and give you, and, and just, it's just a, you know, extra platform, you know, of course there's other venues and uh, I love Vitus and uh, St. Vitus and, you know, I love going to shows at St. Vitus, but as far as Ode to Doom, it's, you know, or, or like the rock and roll scene in, in, in Manhattan specifically, like that all just moved and migrated to the Brooklyn. So really Ode to Doom is the, the last of its kind in Manhattan. And I'm like 100% a Manhattan girl. And I was lucky to have this platform where I work at, at Arlene's that allowed me to, to, to do the show. And, and, you know, I didn't know when I was going to start Ode to Doom back up. I knew I wanted to, but I didn't know exactly when. And then I got the email uh, about a month and a half ago from Arlene saying, hey, if you're interested in starting Ode to Doom back up, like, let's let's do it. And so, you know, the first show will be on September 15th. And I think that the following show will be November 17th. And then I will see how it works and then we'll go from there as far as, you know, like creating other shows going, you know, past that. Cool. I spoke with um, Mike Vickers from Leather Lung yesterday and he says, hello. <laughs> He's awesome. I love him. He is. He's so great. Um, and uh, he revealed that Leather Lung was going to be or is going to be in the initial lineup. Um, he, I don't think he said anybody else. Maybe I was just not paying attention but um, i don't believe he said anybody else so can you say who it will be or is that still under wraps aside from level long <laughs> so it's not under wraps or anything it's still in in because it's months ahead you know it's, mm -hmm. there are bands that are still waiting to confirm just to see like what their touring schedules are going to be like if it works for them um but i will say that the other confirmed band is witch kiss Oh, nice. So, so that's that's for the September 15th show. And as far as like the November show, um, so for the year 2020, as far as like Ode to Dooms, they were already fully booked. Like 2020 was fully booked for Ode to Doom shows. And so basically- Yeah, I spoke with another guy from this band, Tynes, uh, Glenn. We, we talked on the oh, show. Awesome. Yeah, he said he was going to play uh, Ode to Doom. And I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. So they won't play on the September 15th show, but bands like Tynes and a few other bands that I'm, you know, uh, currently corresponding, I'm trying to touch base with the bands that were already booked for 2020 and trying mm -hmm. to get them a slot before I, you know, open that door for any, you know, for the rest of bands, to, like new bands to come in and play. I just want to touch base with the bands that were already booked for 2020 and seeing like, hey, do you want to, you know, rain check? Like, do you want to 
you want to hop on this bill and seeing if it works for them and and how they are because some bands you know um i mean there's a lot of bands that change they're no longer together or they're still like not comfortable with playing a show live. So there's still that, you know, so it's, it's, everybody's just trying right now, I think to kind of figure out where they're at as a band too. And luckily it's far, far enough in advance where I can give them that space to kind of figure out and get back to me. Well, I'm going to try to get out to the September show. Hopefully things will be in good order, but uh, I definitely would like to go. Uh, me too. I, me too. I, me gosh darn too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I go to buy the ticket. Like I'll go on cheaptickets.com to go buy the, the ticket. And I, I, I just, for Ode to Doom, I really want to go, but there's another part of me that's just like, well, like, am I ready to go back to New York city? Like that's, I, I get anxious. I, you know, there's a lot of feelings I feel about New York city. So, but I, oh God, I really do miss going to live music and I really would love to see my friends. I would love to see Danielle and I would love to see Dave and I would love to see the guys at Leatherlung and I'd love to see Amber and, and Scott from Witch Kiss. Like I just, there's, I just want to hug people and if they will hug me back and go to a few of my favorite restaurants. And I, I really miss the East Village like so much and I like there's no good pizza places here. Like all the pizza sucks in yeah. Oregon. I, I just like, totally believe that. <laughs> I'm like, I miss New York City pizza so fucking much. Ugh. Especially the dollar slices. Oh yeah. I remember some good late nights. Dollar slice saved my ass. Oh my god. Well, yeah, me too. With so many times. One thing about like, you know, you doing Ode to Doom and like you said, getting the opportunity to do it at Arlene's, you know, things like that can happen certainly at a place like St. Vitus, but they also have like just the weight of every other metal band that and hardcore band that wants to play, wants to play there. So like you get the opportunity to like have a little bit more curational freedom with Arlene's, which is what I thought is really cool about it. And uh, it's just like, kind of the right atmosphere for it because it's it's very reflective of kind of, of like what you said the, the the community in new york it's you know it is small it's a very small scene and it stretches out a little bit but it's small everyone knows each other and yeah. everyone wants to like be friends and help each other out and whatnot so that's that's what's cool about it yeah i i love that yeah and i mean arlene's is i think arlene's is a great venue for it and i think it's you know it's a great bar it's it's a great it's a great stage and again yeah i think vitus you know i mean it's a, i mean vitus plays everything it's not you know just rock and metal but it's definitely it is it's just one of those venues it, they're incredible and like again there's one of my favorite venues in in new york city but i mean what the thing about uh oh to doom is it doesn't take away from anything or anyone because really these are like like bi-monthly shows it's once every two months and it's just this very specific thing that is happens and then that's it and then then you wait another two months for the next one and it's so it doesn't it doesn't threaten anybody else's whatever else anything that is happening in New York City it's just this thing and I you know I really you know I pride myself into in feeling that Ode to Doom is just a place there's like really no ego and there's no room for it. Cause if, if I, you know, and not that I ever dealt with a group, a band that had it, but if, if it, if I felt it, I wouldn't book them again, you know? So it really is a, a good energy show. I mean, the beer's cheap and the show is great, you know, like the lineups, I, I, you know, I don't really book bands. If I if I listen to the bands and cuz you know I have people like, "Oh, can I have this? Can I play a show there?" and I listen to it. If I don't if I don't like it, I mean, well, I try to be objective cuz I mean, my I'm just one opinion, but I mean, if I really don't feel like it's a good fit, then, you know, I'll just pass the information along to the venue and say, "Hey, check out this band. I think it might work for you, but I don't think it necessarily works for O to Doom." Um well, yeah, it's like you can't really book like a grindcore band there. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, we we probably would rock. enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like we probably yeah, would no. still like it. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it wouldn't take away from the show. I mean, you know, but I, you know, it is a, it, it is a, Ode to Doom is a very special niche, you know? And so that's what I, I try to, you know, keep that in mind when, when I book these shows and it's like, you know, um, but I mean, there's so many bands that I, I have dream lineups. I'm like, for, I would love forming the void and temple of the fuzz, Witch and wolf blood. I just like, there's just, uh, so many bands that I, you know, would love to, to see at some point at playing Ode to doom. But, um, I really, I love, I, I love doing the show and I'm, I'm very grateful that I can continue it. And uh, like I said, like logistically producing it, I can I can do that. I can do that here in Oregon and then have Dave kind of day of the show run and like help the bands out. Like, hey, here, put your 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 shit here. Uh, here's the back line and all that, you know, the, the, the logistics mm. of the day of the show stuff. He can handle that. And luckily he's 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 game for it, which I'm very grateful for. And uh, so, hope, you know, hopefully we keep on doing this, you know, I mean, as long as it's it's fun and for everyone, then I'll keep doing it, you know, and that's how, that's how I do anything or everything. As long as people still want to hear rips, it'll still happen. I mean, right? Definitely. Yeah, totally. I could use some serious rips right now, you know, like you were, you were talking about it beforehand. And it's the, you know, obviously this is a fucking music podcast and there's been no live music. So it's like, you know, everyone's kind of had the same comment lamenting the lamenting the lack of live music. And yet there has been some live music in, throughout the country and in other countries, too. It's it's all being done with a bit of hesitation because we just still don't really know, like, what's going to happen. Well, Sun Voyager just played a show and I, I was like, fuck, I God, I really wish I could have been for, there for that. And, you know, and they're like, we're going to play because they know I love like their first album, Lazy Days. And I'm like, they're like, we're going to play a lot of this stuff from there. And they played new music as well. And I was like, man, I wish I could have been there for that. And and then I know that Heavy Temple also, I think on the same day that Sun Voyager uh, played, but they had a different show. They had a show in Philly. So they played that. And uh, I know Yatra also did a show because they did a live stream and, uh, and luckily I was able to see that and of course I was just like god I really miss going to shows and seeing this shit because I think there's a lot of of, of of fear and anger and sadness pent up after like the year we had last year that I think people need live music more than ever just to just to get out there and get in the pit and and just headbang a little bit and just you know like i said i keep saying this word like over and over but like literally i think right now we need a little catharsis catharsisism and 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 just healing you know healing and i think that's that's what i miss the most about live music yeah the year yeah. was gutted and we're still recovering from it and it's gonna be a long time coming so it, it, yeah yeah it really is it really is so many shows canceled <laughs> Oh, man, it was just fucking wild. But, you know, hats off to the metal community for basically creating the the best fucking streams I've ever seen. Like, that shit was fucking fantastic. It was really cool to see people putting together entire, like, festivals with curated music, you know? Yeah. So yeah. If, if anything, heavy metal for and, you know, and, and especially doom and stoner metal and all that. It's, it's definitely here for the long run. I don't think it's going anywhere soon. It's like, basically, you know, it's the, I don't, I don't want to call it a roach because that that's gross, but it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like a gator. It's like a really old, slow gator, but it still kicks ass. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's a better animal. A shark? A great white <laughs> shark? It just keeps chugging along? I mean, take your pick. I don't even know. I can't even think of... I, I can't even think of a... Yeah. Well, sure, why not? A whale. I don't know. Whales are doomy, right? <laughs> oh, man, totally. Whales right up there. Alright, so it's just like a big whale. Just like, don't need to do anything. Just gonna keep going along. Doing my thing. <laughs> making my doomy whale noises. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully I'll pop my head into one of these odes at some point. You know, I'll visit. Yeah, I, I, I hope it comes back, man. Like, I, I really need to... I, I, I really miss it. I need it in my bone. I need it in my veins. Because, like, that shit just, like, kept me going. And... <sighs> 
I'm a, I'm a social person. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like for me, I'm not a social person or it, it's extra challenging for me, but I definitely appreciate, even if I'm in the corner of a venue watching the music, I do appreciate being in a room of people, not necessarily interacting with them because I'm like a spaz, but, but just being in the room with people focused on what's happening on stage and just getting the healing that's happening is is amazing and i miss that i i really fucking miss that and i know that we discussed this in a in the first uh interview we did but for me like uh going to shows specifically for this genre kind of came in prevalent in in my like when I got sober. And so for me, not being able to have that is really kind of difficult. It's been challenging. And that's something I know I, I need, I need. And even, but right now there aren't shows happening here in Oregon, I, you know, but being able to produce this show, being able to go back to producing Ode to Doom is, is, it is some form of feeling good plus because my life is so fucking wholesome here so ridiculously wholesome here i feel like producing ode to doom has is like now the yin to my yang of my life you know like so mm -hmm. i have this life that i've cultivated here in oregon but being able to still continue to produce ode is like it feels of like a balance you know um and i like being part of the community and i like you know being able to produce something that I'm proud of. I'm very proud of Ode to Doom. Uh, I've always been proud of Ode to Doom. And um, I don't know what it will evolve or if it will evolve at all, or it could just stay what it, where, where it is. You know, I was asked, do I see myself doing it here on the West Coast? I, as of now, no, but I'm not ruling that out. If the opportunity presented itself where I met like the right people, it's something that maybe at some point I would like to to do. But for now, I like that it's, you know, at its home base, it's in New York City, it's in its home venue. And, you know, there's great, you know, support, you know, for for it, you know, and so that's what I'm doing. I was going to ask, like, um, you know, obviously you couldn't do it during the pandemic, but like, what is like the local scene like around you? Is there any like local venue that plays like heavy music around there? Or do you have to like trek it out to fucking Portland or something like that? You basically have to go to fucking Portland. Um, there, There is a town like that's 45 minutes away called Grants Pass. Uh, Yatra played in Grants Pass, actually. But it's not really necessarily a... There isn't like a huge scene for it here in Southern Oregon. There just isn't. In Portland, absolutely there is. You know, there, in Portland, there's everything. Mm -hmm. um, which, which is about a four and a half hour drive up north from where I'm at. I'm closer to the California border. Um, no, no, I'm telling you, these motherfuckers wear Birkenstocks and like they go to wineries <laughs> and like fucking, and fucking listen to like Michael Bolton. I'm, it's it's ridiculous. I, I mean, it's fine. I'm, I'm sure Michael Bolton is fine when you're having like two glasses of wine, but like not for this girl. Um, you know, no, there's not, there's not a scene like that. And if there is, I don't, I haven't seen it, you know, seriously. I, sometimes I, I, I put on like angry music and I'll drive around my town because it's a small little fucking town. So you can literally drive around <laughs> the whole town for like, it takes about 20 minutes to drive all of fucking Ashland and I'll just put on angry music and, and, and I'll just drive with my windows down and I, and I'm just like, I'm like, Oh, I need you guys to get up. Be, feel something like get angry like where are people with black clothes where's where's fucking where's the metal like where's you know and i you know people just they don't i don't know like i don't know but it's fine it's fine but this is why i feel like i'm not going to this is not my forever place this is definitely where i i want to be for now but i absolutely know that this is definitely not my forever place and so if I ever did move back to the East Coast, I think I wouldn't necessarily want to move back to New York City. Like, I wouldn't want to move back to the city, but I definitely do something that, like, you know, like Richie and, 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 and Pat from Geezer, like, they they live upstate, you know? And so yeah, I'd that area of New York is nice, like the uh, Hudson Valley area. Yeah. 
so I think I would be open to moving back there. That way I can just, anytime I need a dose of chaos, I could just drive to the city or, you know, take the Metro North and then go back to my tranquility, which I, I like too. But I was going to say you should go to Vermont, but there might be even more Birkenstocks and fucking vegetarian burritos there. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm never going to get laid ever again. I'm never going to get <laughs> laid. If this, is, if this is what I'm having to deal with. You know, it's like you may not enter this premises if you wear if you're wearing Birkenstocks. It's going to be like a vampire. It's just like, nope, you can't come in. Khakis out. No, thanks. Yeah. Khakis no, out. <laughs> Cargo no, pants khaki. don't even come on the property. Can't enter, enter, like, do not enter. Um, well, besides, um, like, working on a farm and putting Ode to Doom together, have you been up to anything else out uh, out in the West? Out in the West, out in the Pacific Northwest? Um, I do, like, like I said, in the, uh, you know, I do a lot of drives. I go on a lot of drives. That's where it's just me and the music and me and my car, who I love, Thunder Miles. I call my car Thunder Miles, and she's amazing. I love Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what I do. Like, when I'm depressed or I'm lonely or I have a few days off that are back-to-back, I will just, I'll pick a spot that I've never been to, and usually, like, at a national forest, you know, national park, and and I'll go there for, for a hike or 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 so or whatever i'll just like check out a like random little town so i do a lot of little road trips and that kind of helps it helps with you know whatever the fuck i'm dealing with like inside myself because i will say one thing not to sound preachy or anything but like you know i you know there's there's this fantasy that people have and i i live it all the time like that's like where I live mentally, it's like, you think like, oh, I'm going to move to a town where nobody knows me and I'm going to start fresh and no, and like, I, and I can make it into anything, but it, and I did that. I, I moved to a town where I had never, I had never visited Oregon Be, prior to moving here. I, I had never, I didn't know what the fuck to expect when I moved to Oregon. Cause I had never visited and I didn't know a single soul. And I thought, I'm just going to start a new life where nobody knows me. And yeah, I, you know, I researched it, but like, I didn't, you don't really know until you know, right? But it doesn't matter where the fuck you go, because you're going to take your own brain and your own thoughts and your own, like, whatever the fuck you, you know, haven't worked through or healed. And like, that's just, you know, that's like, okay, like, I still have to deal with the things that I have to deal with, you know? So, um, of course, environment influences a lot of the things, you know, a lot of the anxieties are not as intense as they were in New York City. But, um, but yeah, but the, I guess driving or, you know, getting back to doing artwork, you know, I haven't, I haven't painted or done wood burning in a long time. So, you know, when I have the motivation to do it now, I, I allow myself to just kind of put the time into to getting into to that. And and I started a company like I, I started last year. I did all the paperwork and I started a tie dye city. And so now I make jams and candles and, and you know, massage oils and all these things and so like that is a legit business you know and it's starting off and it's still like a new baby but I mean that's something that I didn't do prior to living here in Oregon and that's something that I'm very passionate about I love making candles and jams and nerding it up in the kitchen like a kitchen witch and and doing that and that's that's you know another thing that I do with my free time I ordered one of those candles from my mom for Christmas I think uh, I know it was Christmas, right? I'm just like, what? I'm like, whatever. Time, time means nothing. It just everything. It was the same thing. Yeah, it was for Christmas. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I was like, oh my god, Dylan did it. Like he ordered it, and I love that. Um, I, I'm very lucky that I, I, you know, actually, quite a few people from the Doom community ordered a jam or or a candle, and I was like, yes, I love that. It's a great name too. Tie Dye City. Yeah, well, it's like it's, works. it's a tribute. It's a tribute to the city, and and also like the 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 hippy dippy part of me that you know the girl that didn't quite fit in in the city, but also the girl that doesn't quite fit in in like in this area too. And it's a mix of that. It's it's like tie dye, tie dye the hippie part of me in the city. Like you know my my tribute to New York City because. 
like I am who I am because of New York City. Like the woman, the adult, everything. I I grew up there. Like it, it all my I, I you know all my years as an adult to, up to this point anyway. I developed there. See, I told you I ramble. I told you I ramble. <laughs> That's all good. I mean, like, look, man, uh, like I'm moving from New Jersey to New York and like you could take the boy out of New Jersey, but you can't take New Jersey out of the boy. Like I will still do a bunch of and say a bunch of dumb ass shit. I guarantee it. And it'll probably be on this podcast like <laughs> recorded. So perfect. Like, that's perfect. Yeah. I feel like I I definitely hear in the here in this area, like, you know, with my music blaring, my angry music blaring. And, and just like when I go to the supermarket, I like when people want to talk to me, because people here engage a lot more in like polite small talk. And I'm, I'm not about that. You know, I mean, like, it's fine. But it's I I'm a New Yorker, at, you know, at the end of the day, I feel I still feel like a New Yorker. And so I I'm like, man, maybe I'm too rude to live in Southern Oregon because I just feel like I, I do. I feel like, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, yeah, I, sometimes I'm like, oh, man, was I rude to that lady or was I rude to that guy? You know, but I don't think I was. I just think that that's just the way people talk in New York City. It, it's it's definitely just like a regional thing, like in the Northeast, like uh, the guys in Conclave hilariously said that they like one of the dudes is like a trucker and he said like, oh, you know, we always run into these people that come up from the south, these drivers, and they're just like, man, you guys are like fucking really mean, even when you're being nice, you're just being mean. And it's like, do you treat that way? Do you treat each other like that? And it's like, oh, yeah, we hate ourselves, too. <laughs> we hate you and we hate ourselves. I don't think it's rude. I just think that that's just like, it's just, it's just casual conversation. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, it just is. It's just, it's you know, just I like will... the eternal busting of the chops, at least in New Jersey. But yeah, that seems to not be a thing like out, uh, out on the West Coast. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, next Monday, I'll be driving to San Diego. I'm going to spend the week there for my birthday. And oh, nice. uh, I'm going to have. Yeah, I'm gonna have to drive through LA and I'm just like so fucking nervous because I'm going down the I five and I'm just mm. like, I'm not gonna stop for anything in the fucking world, anywhere near LA. I'm just gonna make sure that I pee like five towns before I get there because there's not a little bit of me that is curious. I've never been to LA or anything like that. I've been to San Francisco, but I've never been to LA and I there's not a part of me that is like, let me check it out. You know, no. So I'm just driving straight down to San Diego and I'm going to spend like five days there and bring in 38. Bring in 38. 38 special. That's right. That's right. Exactly. So, well, that sounds like it'll be a great trip. Um, is there anything that you want to plug or otherwise talk about? Um, you know, I'm, you, you know, you mentioned everything like Oda Doom, Tie-Dye City. Is there anything but else? Tie-Dye City is not under Tie-Dye City because those fucking URLs were taken already. Oh, right. It's so. Tie-Dye Jams, right? Yeah. Tie-Dye and Jams. So, Tie-Dye uh, and Jams. At Tie-Dye and Jams. And then also on Etsy, at Tie-Dye and Jams. And, you know, all that good stuff. But, yeah. That's my that's my softer side. That's, that's my my ooey-gooey, fairy-berry jam crap that I, <laughs> that I, I love to do. And then you, oh, it's just um, going to do them everywhere else, right? Pretty much that, and just going to just going to work, and you know, paying them bills. That's it. Well, it was great to catch up with you. Um, have a great time in San Diego. Uh, be Thank safe and all know. that shit. Fingers crossed for Ode to Doom in September. Um, if things go well, I really would like to be there because um, I haven't seen eh, a lot of those people. I, I saw Dave and Danielle not too long ago for uh, for a quick minute, but I haven't seen anybody else, so it would be great to see fucking whoever, you know? Ken, Hal, Joe from Eternal Black. It'd be great to see those cats. Craig. Yeah, I miss all those cool cats. I miss I miss the guys from Eternal Black. I mean, at some point, I'm definitely... I mean, those guys are just... Like, that's family, you know? And they'll mm -hmm. always, you know play at Ota Doom because also, you know, a, a big thing about Ota Doom is also supporting the local scene, you know, as much as possible. And they're, they're just, they're just family. They're just like those guys, you know?
That's why I recruited them to do stuff on this. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're awesome. I also noticed you're wearing a Clouds Taste Satanic shirt, and I'm like, yeah. Yep, those dudes rule too. They're the amazing. We met at that show, actually. That was the, the Halloween show. But were they playing that that show? Yeah, the when they wanted to do the Halloween thing and everybody was like wearing costumes and whatnot. It was at Lucky 13. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. And Eternal Black played that show, right? Yeah. And they were covered in blood. And Hal, I took a picture that night and Hal's still using it as his profile picture. So that's like my one claim to fame. I think that, and that was like what, 2019? That was uh, the year. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was one of the last few shows that, like, not the last show, but definitely one of the last few shows that I, I went. And it was a, and I think Goat Wizard played. And yep. uh, I think it was one of the last shows that, like, you know, I was in that, you know, in the same room with those guys, with all those guys before. And Danielle and, and Dave were also there. And, I think of that. Yeah, that show was that show was very awesome. It was very fun. And it was actually one of the last shows where I was in a room full of, you know, like those guys. And I think my last show in New York City, I think it was like Phil Collins or maybe well, the <laughs> last. No, fuck you, because Phil Collins is fucking awesome. Like, I, I'm not legit. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, the last show I went to was actually Opeth, and they played, um, oh, okay. they played, um, Apollo Theater, of all theaters, and that was just kind of like, I thought it was really great, because I had never, in all the 16 years that I, I lived in, 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 or in, not Oregon, in fucking New York City, it was the only time I ever went to the Apollo Theater, and it was for an Opeth show, and actually, that was, almost at the end of February, this was like after I was like super duper sick, but I didn't know at that time that I had COVID, but I'm pretty, I'm like 99% sure I had COVID because I couldn't taste things and I was sick for the entire month. And it was like, Opeth was the first show, like around that time where I was, I felt like I was, you know, getting better. I was feeling better, but uh, that was like the last show. But I think before that was Phil Collins and Phil Collins was amazing. I'll take your word for it. I had tears in my eyes. I was like, oh my God. I love this. I, I sold, uh, I had an extra torch ticket and they were playing, I think the night before uh, Opeth. And I sold it to a dude who was flying in town in town for the Opeth show. And he was like, you still have that ticket? I was like, yep, here you go. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 It worked. It worked out well. Yeah. That, uh, that Lucky 13 show, I met a few people there, got to know some more people. Need to, I need to chill with my homies. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it's coming. It's coming. It's, 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 it's getting there. It's, uh, I think people are really eager to go back to shows and P and bands are definitely eager to play them. And, um, I think it's good. It's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. People are, I think it's, people are going to really, I, I got to tell you, like, you know, one thing, I'm a tired person. Like I am a tired person. There's so many, there's so many uh, shows that I bought a ticket for back in 2018 and 2019. And I would get out of work and like, there I'm like, I'm talking about incredible shows, incredible lineups that, you know, and I, I would get off work and I'm just like, I don't really feel like trekking down over there. You know, I fuck it. I was just, I bought the ticket. I'm supporting. I'm tired. I'm just going to go home. And, and that was just me. I was just tired. I, I was, I, I was spreading myself way too thin. And it, you know, like, of course, if I look back, you know, like one of the things that I look back on is like, man, I should have fucking gone to that show had I known, like I would have been there. But my tired ass at the time was just like, uh, I was just like, I don't know. I'm just going to go take a shower and go home, you know, but like a loser. But, you know, after the year that we had last year and even like the first half of this year, I'm like, man, fuck, I'll never not go to a show, especially if, it's, if I buy a ticket for it. I'm going to fucking make sure my tired ass goes anyway. Heard that. <laughs> I toughed it out a lot. And I'm just like, wow, it's all just not happening right now. But like I said, upswing, looking forward to it. Yeah, and definitely. Thank you again for coming on. It was great to catch thank up. You. Definitely. And... Thanks. Thank you for doing what you do and 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 
giving to the community and thank you for letting me have this platform, even though I, I apologize for my rambling in advance. <laughs> I mean, not in advance, like during, before and after, but I just thank you for giving me the platform to, uh, to promote Ode to Doom. I really appreciate that. And, and I appreciate what you do. You know, you're, you're a good dude. And, and I think, you know, everybody in the community feels the same way. So thank you. Thank you for your time. Oh, my pleasure. I love doing this. I uh, hope everybody else feels similarly. Otherwise, uh, I'll be answering a lot of weird questions the next time I see people. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? <laughs> we just yeah, we like, didn't really like you. We just, you know, you were easy money, man. <laughs> no, come on. No, uh, I, 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 I'm, I, just, I'm just fooling yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that'll do it for this this chapter of the diary. keep forgetting shit i was just i had another transition there but i totally mm. blanked on it again um that's okay i, did, I feel you know like what though i did eat a fucking pot brownie i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs>